Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast, hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really good, Shay. We got a controversial and fun topic today. Yeah, it's a good one. Hey, this has been asked for, and this is kind of our cool way of doing something along these lines. Today, we're doing a tier list, which anyone that's listening to the podcast knows we don't do tier lists. This is a little unique one, though. We're doing the lore power of legend heirlooms as a tier list. So not which ones Henry and I think are the coolest and the best, but the lore power. Before we get into it, though, make sure you want a question answered on the podcast, ask it in our Discord channel, man, for questions, or leave it in the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Kirk Rudochet and at HB Burrison. Links for both of those are in the description. And the best way to get updates on important things in the game and the podcast community is definitely to join that Discord. The most exciting use of the Discord for many of our fans is having access to the third-party invitational and our private lobby tournament. So in order to do that, you're going to be in the private Patreon channel on our Discord. If you want to join that, link is in the description. Let's do it. Let's dive right into it. As we do on Saturdays, we're talking heirlooms. Talk to me. Give Maybe give the audience a brief introduction of why we're going about it this way. Why we're looking at it in terms of lore power versus... You know, we get asked a lot of time, what are your favorite heirlooms? Mm-hmm. Like, which ones do you hate the most? All that kind of jazz. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to phrase it. I think that we're taking this approach because whenever we're asked that question, the honest answer is if you have a main that has an heirloom, that is the best heirloom. No doubt about it. As much as you might think crypto's heirloom is the coolest thing ever. If you don't play crypto, that opinion is probably irrelevant, you know, because you're never going to see it. You're never going to see all the inspects and heirlooms are expensive. So your main is going to be the best heirloom. If we take that away, that conversation's already been done, you know, which are the best and doing tier lists there. But what heirlooms from a lore perspective have the most power? I think that sounds fun. Yeah, I think it's fun too. And I think I think there's less hurt feelings going about it this way as well, For potentially. Sure. Like, cause and I'll be honest with you, our lowest rated heirloom in terms of lore power is one, if we were doing individual tiers, it'd be near the top of my list in terms of popularity and mm-hmm. terms of how much I like it. So I think it's a cool way to look at it in that way and for us to be like. This doesn't mean the heirloom is bad because none of the heirlooms, like you said, are bad if it's your main. But we get to kind of look at it in a fun way and talk about all of them in one show, which is, I think, essentially what people have kind of been wanting to hear from us for a while. For sure. So to quickly go over the lineup of the current heirlooms in the game, we have Crypto's Baiwan Blade, Watson's Energy Reader, Rampart's Problem Solver, Revenant's Dead Man's Curve, Bangalore's Cold Steel, Gibraltar's War Club, Caustic's Death Hammer, Mirage's Too Much Wit, Octane's Butter Knight, Butterfly Knife, 
Pathfinder's Boxing Gloves, Lifeline Shock Sticks, Bloodhound's Raven's Bite, and finally Wraith's Kunai. And those are in reverse release order. So, you know, those, those first three or four don't really uh, compare to some of the recent heirlooms in terms of the details and the inspections. Yeah. But for, th- for today, that doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. we're talking about the power. It is tough, though, that some of those older ones just aren't kind of in the same class in terms of aesthetic. You know, would you would you be opposed to them reworking the looks of heirlooms if they ever wanted to go down that route just to take a quick tangent? I wonder. I really wonder. You know, I don't have an heirloom, so I'm not the best person to answer that. (laughs) But for example, if I had Wraith's Kunai or Bloodhound's. Mm -hmm. Raven's Bite, and it got like an upgrade, and it got more inspects. Maybe it got a little more details. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be open to that, but I think you'd have to be really careful to not take anything away that yeah. anybody liked because it's such an expensive, rare item that you don't want to mess that up for somebody who covets it because heirlooms are just beloved. Yeah, it should not be an expensive rare item, but that's another uh, that's another thing entirely, <laughs> in my opinion. That's a rabbit hole in of itself. <laughs> I mean, I guess I got to point out that I don't have an heirloom. I've been playing for over three years. I'm yeah. max ranked on two accounts, no heirloom. So don't feel like I don't know what I'm talking about in Apex because <laughs> I don't have an heirloom. I've put in the hours. For some reason, I just haven't put in enough money or haven't gotten lucky enough. Very sad. I mean, I, I have the Wraith Kunai, but I have it back on my old Xbox account. And it, it was just pure luck because I have probably, I have an extra account because I played on PlayStation more than Henry did for a good little spurt there. And I got it still on the Xbox account, lower level, just pure luck. I wasn't spending like tons of money on the game. And I haven't used the Wraith Kunai on Xbox in a long, long time. And I might never get it back. Um, here's the only good thing I'll say about heirlooms at this point only in terms of the pricing things. structure. So, in terms right. of the pricing structure. I appreciate how they've been incorporated into the collection events to offer pathways to get them in a more inexpensive manner. Still expensive, but a more inexpensive manner. It is too bad that there's not still a pathway to get an older one, you know, that's maybe your main's favorite or just the one you've coveted forever in that cheaper manner. That's all I'll say. But Henry should have two because he's a little 500 twice. <laughs> that's all he's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other kind of caveat to this tier list is mm-hmm. when you're talking about lore power and heirlooms, to some degree, you have to factor in the power or strengths or skills of the legend wielding it. Mm-hmm. That isn't going to sway things a whole lot, but it's something that we had to consider because the strength of Caustic's Death Hammer is not going to be as effective in the hands of Watson. So you kind of do have to think about the weapon and It's wielder in this list. But with that being said, let's dive straight in to D tier. Man, starting at the bottom. So we only got one heirloom in D tier. And 
regretfully, this is Mirage's too much wit. And it's a golden trophy of himself, which is hilarious. And it's an award for being the best competitor in a battle royale based on skill, but mostly looks. (laughs) Now, this is in D tier because even though we can assume it's kind of heavy and it's a a blunt force object that you're going to be whacking somebody with, it just doesn't really have a whole lot of power or combat effectiveness. Its mm-hmm. special abilities are like life of the party, confetti sparkler, yeah. animation that comes out, maybe distracting, but not really powerful. Then the kind of secret thing that a lot of these heirlooms have on top of just the heirloom item itself is an extra thing that it introduces. And whenever you have Mirage's heirloom, Lore-wise, you also have to have a pork chop at the ready to slap somebody in the face with. So those two things combined, even if we bring them together, is still sadly going to put Mirage below all the other heirlooms in terms of yeah. power. And let's not, let's not get things twisted. If you got smacked across the head with this heirloom, it would hurt. This is a solid trophy. Like It would be painful. But when we compare it to some of the other ones, it's just not going not gonna to do the same things. And you're not going to sneak up on anyone when this thing starts talking and talking and talking about how great Mirage is or the sparkly, shiny gold uh, shines off of everything around you. So it can't be stealthy. can't really be uh, charge and run abrasive. You're in a tough spot for sure. But yeah. it's a great looking and heirloom. As much as it would hurt we also don't really know what it's made out of. You know, it could be be metal, but Mm -hmm. knowing Mirage, it could be plastic. So to just be on the safe side, it is going to be at the bottom. But let's get into some more interesting things. Uh, I I think think that one might be... I think your first C tier is controversial here. I think we're now into controversial territory for the rest of the episode. (laughs) So going into C tier, first one on the list is Octane's Butterfly Knife. As a reminder, this butterfly knife filled with Octane's sing- signature stem and a needle that he can use to inject it into his body. Obviously, special abilities here are that his, his stem is stored in here. So you're getting the package deal of speed and you know regenerating himself and getting a knife on top of it. Mm-hmm. The reason I think that this heirloom just doesn't stack up to those above it is butterfly knives aren't super powerful. You know, they're Mm -hmm. for show, they're for fun. It's an acrobatic item. It's not necessarily a serious weapon when we compare it to other heirlooms that Mm -hmm. are full-blown axes, knives, hammers, things like that. So in terms of damage potential, butterfly knife is definitely going to be able to do some slash action yeah, but it's just not going to be as deadly in this lineup. I mean, Octane, well, he'll come at you quick, and he's going to be mm-hmm. slashing and ton. But you got to think about the legend specifically, like Henry mentioned. You know, a butterfly knife to be deadly needs to be in the hands of someone that's very precise and is incredibly skilled and can you know go for the right areas of uh i don't know how graphic i guess we want to get on this <laughs> yeah, podcast i don't know this go is for not- the right areas to speed things up and get the job done quickly 
I love Octane, but that's <laughs> Henry's losing it. <laughs> but that's probably not his forte. He's not like yeah. a soldier or an assassin. The guy's a daredevil. Totally. Like he's yeah. doing it for show. He has this cool thing for show, but he's not going to be able to chuck this thing right at your throat if need be. Exactly. And that's kind of why you you do have to take the legend into consideration because even though this is a blade that could harm you, the the actual application of a butterfly knife is mostly for fun. Mm-hmm. Next in C tier, we have Pathfinder's boxing gloves. Now, this is a pair of blue boxing gloves with screens on them, which I think is very cool, but other people don't don't like the look of this heirloom as much. <laughs> and what those screens depict are Pathfinder's emotions from the screen on his chest. So everything is synced up. Um, the screen changes to like a heart-faced emoji while running. It's really fun, I think. Special abilities here are that, number one, boxing gloves. So you, you, know, you have two of them. You're hitting them with two fists. That's all good. They also can extend. So kind of like a cartoon, they can elongate themselves to extend his own reach, but also to add a little bit more force behind that punch. This one is probably the most that we're going to curb the legend's uh, abilities in wielding this heirloom because it's kind of unfair. Pathfinder weighs almost 1,000 pounds or Mm -hmm. over 400 uh, kilograms. That's really, really heavy. If you get punched... (laughs) By this sucker, you're out. Gloves or no gloves. That's the so, thing is the gloves are a nerf straight up by themselves. Much. You're going from straight metal to at least yeah. a little bit of cushioning. It's yeah. not going to make a difference because he's 947 pounds. Yeah. But one of the few heirlooms that kind of nerfs the potential uh, power of in totally. terms of lore. <laughs> totally. So we're not really taking you know his weight and robotic appearance into account as much as maybe some people would. But our line of thinking is this isn't really heirloom and legend versus another heirloom and legend below it. It's you're in a pretty isolated incident where it's this legend and heirloom against a grunt or something. You know, mm-hmm. what what is going to be the most devastating in terms of lore power? Yeah. And boxing gloves on their own, probably not going to, you know, be better than the things that are above it. Yeah. Before we get into the rest of the episode, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Let's wrap up C-tier. Last heirloom in C-tier is Rampart's Problem Solver. This was a hard one for me. I like Rampart a lot, but from a lore perspective, Her heirloom is an electric wrench with a gumball dispenser. It just isn't going to be that powerful. (laughs) It's put at C tier because this is a very heavy item. If you get smacked with a wrench of this size, it is going to hurt badly. If not, just drop you right there. The special ability here that I think kind of leans it more on the top side of C tier is that it has, it's electric somehow. So there's an electromagnetic eject of the wrench head. So it can kind of spring out very similar to Pathfinder's gloves. That's going to add a whole different degree of using this heirloom <laughs> where you're going to be able to just move this heavy item through the air at somebody, but you're also going to be able to kind of stab almost with it. So 
you got some options here, but at the end of the day, it's a wrench against some really deadly weapons. Yeah, this is just a case of the other weapons being so powerful. I mean, is there a chance that we get the boost because you got some range you can throw a gumball or two at people just start chucking them left and right is there any chance rampart chokes on the gumball do we have to account for that yeah so only heirloom that could potentially uh you know choke out themselves yeah it's a tough one i i definitely wanted this heirloom to be better aesthetically uh than Mm -hmm. it is i think rampart had so much amazing potential um the fun thing about this heirloom is in some inspects, the actual wrench seems to have a personality. Like it mm, makes mm-hmm. sounds, it like can talk like a dinosaur, move its head. Um, it, it is kind of fun in that way, but a wrench just limits you so much uh, creatively. So yeah, it I, is I, what it is. It is what it is. It, but at the end of the day, it's a cool heirloom still overall, and it, it fits is. her character really well, which is why we're talking about these in terms of poor, uh, in terms of power, poor, instead of power and not just pure aesthetics. But let's make our way into B tier now, because I think you know this is our largest tier. Let's kind of see what we have going on here. Yeah, this is the big tier, and I'm curious if we are doing this properly. So there might this could be the most controversial or the least controversial part of the episode. So stay tuned. There's people probably screaming into their mics I right now. Already, yeah. I know. Yeah. And I'm sorry, we probably won't do this again because I just feel too bad. <laughs> but first heirloom in B tier is Bangalore's Cold Steel. This is a pilot's knife with glowing gold elements. And that's kind of what keeps this near the bottom of the overall tier listing. I don't know what glowing means. This seems to be, from a lore perspective, just a lighting feature. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't seem like this is doing any burning or stunning or Mm -hmm. poison or anything like that. So at the end of the day, this is a knife in the hands of a probably one of the best close quarters combat specialists in the games. But its capabilities are going to be limited because doesn't have a massive effective range Mm -hmm. it's not designed to be thrown in any way and it just doesn't have anything special about it it's really just the knife and it's limited by it the skills of its user we thought that this could be a data knife you know it was kind of like first coming out and stuff like a pilot's data knife which would have been really cool and added a little little more of a discussion into this but yeah it, it does just come down to this is a bigger knife than a butterfly knife it is in the hands of a more skilled soldier. So it's going to be in a tier above. That's kind of how I break it down in my head in terms of comparing those two knives that we've talked about now already. And yeah, we'll talk about the special abilities and some of the other stuff we got in other ones later. But glowing, unfortunately, just gives away your position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next one is going to be Bloodhound's Raven's Bite. This is an axe with raven detailing and a glowing red edge, similar to Bangalore's in terms of lore power. The reason that this one barely edges out Bangalore's in my eyes is it can be thrown as a tomahawk. And that gives you a little bit more versatility, a little bit more power Mm -hmm. when we're comparing, you know, blade versus blade. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's an axe. It's heavier. It's got more weight to it. Like, but it's still not like a, hey, I got to lug this thing around like a hammer kind of thing. And so, I have a feeling if like we saw 
this thing go at something the same way you know Bangalore's did, I think uh, we'd probably get a more efficient cut per se out of the uh, Ravens yeah. bite. <laughs> totally. Now the next one is Gibraltar's War Club, and this is a hatchet with glowing fire elements, and that's really the key here. That we have two axes on the list: Bloodhounds and Gibraltar's. But the fact that Gibraltar's is on fire and has mm-hmm. that burning effect is just going to put it a step above, I think. Now, the other kind of special element of this heirloom is that when you're inspecting the war club, you also see that Gibraltar can melee with his gun shield and do a real slam with it. Mm-hmm. Coupling the two, that is a very effective combo that is probably going to outperform any other blade, being able to have a shield that you can use offensively and defensively and a fire club. Mm -hmm. So those two combined, I think, really solidify Gibraltar in the middle of B tier. Don't sleep on the serrated edge either. That thing could be painful and get some stuff done, that's for sure. (laughs) That's right. Now, the next one is the one I'm Here's most where it excited gets controversial, about. Controversial, yeah. <laughs> this is but where we're both it gets in agreement. Crazy. We are in agreement, but we also could see this in S tier <laughs> or D tier. So <laughs> this is the one I think everybody's been waiting for. All right. And it's Watson's energy reader. This and is that's an it. Elect- What's next? <laughs> yeah. We gotta explain it. All right, because this is an electrified energy reader. With a display, which features simple video games, very fun and Entertainment value is important in lore, okay? I guess. What if you're camping? What's going to keep you more entertained? A knife or a video game? Entertainment, engagement, more locked in in the game, not going to get snuck up on? Dub. Dub. Every day. (laughs) Every day dub for Watson. But, you know, we did put some thought into this. And, you know... In specs, you get to hug a huge Nessie plushie. That's all fun. I don't know if it adds to the power. But the reason that Watson's heirloom has an argument to be powerful is it's modeled like a gun. And against all the other melee items, that has to count for something. Lore-wise, Watson's electricity vaporizes people. You know, there's nothing left. This is yeah. not like, you know, stop your heart. This is like liquefy your entire body into dust. People disappear when you finish them. Yeah. So with that in mind, even understanding that maybe this energy reader doesn't have that full potential, mm-hmm. the fact that you can fire electricity out of this gun and have it as a ranged weapon, I think gives it a fair argument to put it above other heirlooms because of that ranged ability and that it's gonna at least stun them that's pretty powerful bringing in bringing a gun to a knife fight like that's kind of what it is when you come down to it and yeah range electricity i'm a big fan of electricity and why we were saying like this could be in s tier or d tier is like how do you judge that? Is range yeah. important? Is it important that like, can someone close the gap on this easily? Or is it so good that it could vaporize anybody and everyone that comes at you from any direction? Like it's a continuous hold, just like absolute yeah, yeah, destruction. Yeah. So like there is a range, but it's 
I think it's powerful, generally speaking. I think we played it pretty safe. Yep. B tier. Nobody's going to be mad about this one or disappointed in any way, not. shape, or form. Definitely a lot of potential not. with the energy reader. <laughs> and the last heirloom in B tier is Wraith's Kunai. And this is a black kunai knife with a glowing purple edge. Special abilities here are this is easily designed to be thrown. So mm-hmm. right off the bat, you have an edge because it has that range potential. But even more so, the lore behind this weapon is troublesome. I don't know exactly what it means, but when you melee with the kunai, it causes a small portal to appear. You can't imagine anything good for the enemy comes out of that. No, that can't be healthy. (laughs) That cannot be healthy. We don't really know what that means, but we got to assume that this kunai heirloom may have the ability to summon other dimensions and the void dimensional diseases yeah i mean <laughs> it really opens up a lot of things and both shay and i we've just come off of multiverse of madness with dr strange so <laughs> we're kind of on edge about this stuff the, the impact is kind of questionable so you know you could talk about oh well if you're fighting wraith and you're just a grunt and you get you know hit with this kunai and now you're in another dimension that's mm-hmm. s tier we don't really know that for sure, but we definitely think there's some impact, and it's really going to make this heirloom one of the the best single-handed blade heirlooms on this tier list. And also, just we've seen it the longest. We've had the most lore of it, and so we we know this thing's sturdy. Which that doesn't sound like much, but like, you know, this thing's going to do more damage than a butterfly knife. I think it does more damage than a pilot's knife in comparison. Like when we start talking blades and, you know, Wraith is an incredibly skilled user as well. Uh, She definitely fits in the category of like, if you need somebody to get the kill, you know, Wraith with the kunai is up there. Like very first, very first cinematic trailer we ever saw for Apex. She's stabbing Caustic in the side. So we know she can get it done. That's for sure. Yeah. Next, we have A tier. We have one singular heirloom in this tier. And again, I'm really curious to what people think about this. We have Lifeline's Shock Sticks. Now, what these are (laughs) is a pair of defibrillator drumsticks with Lifeline decorations on them. They also cause lightning sparks when you're swinging them and hitting something with it. Special abilities here that put it uniquely above B tier is you have two of them. So in a fight, you know, you have more versatility. You're hitting people in front of you and behind of you. You're going to be able to be faster with the repetitions. But it's also a very powerful electric shock. Yeah. Stop your heart kind of mm-hmm. impact on top of that small feature is that they're retractable so maybe out of this list these are the most concealable of any of these heirlooms <laughs> sneak attacks left and right sneak attack big time uh but the electricity i think is what really puts this one above and we went back and forth comparing watson's and lifelines because they both have electricity the uncertainty about watson's kind of held it back and what kept 
lifeline ahead is the fact that there's two of them, and we know that if it's defibrillator strength electricity, that's brutal. That's mm-hmm. very, very powerful. Shock sticks are by no means an incredibly unique thing in terms of you know seeing power and lore of comics and all that kind of good stuff. Like I've seen Nightwing go crazy with some shock sticks. So we know that a good soldier can get a lot done. That electricity, that's where the power is. Anything that can, you know, stop the heart, that's gonna be a dub. And uh I gotta give the vote to her for sure in this tier because of that. Now we're going the big into dogs. this tier. Mm-hmm. The big players in heirloom lore power. First off, we have Crypto's Buy One Blade. This might surprise some people, but <laughs> what this heirloom is, is it's a sword that can control hack, which is Crypto's drone, which we are inferring from a lore perspective means that while wielding this heirloom, you can also fully control hack, and that means you can EMP enemies as well combined Mm -hmm. in the power of this heirloom other special abilities are that it's retractable which is pretty cool and then it has an electric edge however it seems from a lore perspective this is more similar to bangalore's than watson's or lifeline's you know electric ability why cryptos is so high is definitely because of hacking the emp but also this is a sword so the reach is just going to outperform all the other knives, all the axes. This is very, very powerful. Yeah. I mean, a, a sword is just, it's something else from what we've talked about in terms of knives. If you're, you know, squaring up a, if, you, if you're saying, I would rather take a small knife over a sword to go into combat, I'm going to have to strongly disagree with you on that one. I think this sword, especially the Baiwan blade, is going to be able to do some damage if we're talking about some of that wave environment like you were speaking of earlier that we're kind of thinking about these in. So not even accounting for being able to control hack, just having an incredibly sharp sword in the hands of a skilled user is going to be powerful in of itself. Yeah, you have offensive and defensive abilities with the sword, and that's just going to be limited if you have an axe. You know, Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot harder. Next in S tier, I think we have an unquestionable contribution to this list. Revenant's Dead Man's Curve, which is a two-handed scythe with an extendable blade that glows. This also creates a death totem effect when meleeing enemies, which really scares me, and the consequences are kind of up in the air. Um, And I think that kind of helps put it in S-tier. But the thing to really consider about this heirloom is the sheer size of it, you know, the reach, the speed, the weight, very, very powerful. And you you don't even want to consider who's wielding it because it's just a killing machine. The most skilled of anyone else, like in here, in terms of just pure killer, like, oh, we'll, we'll wait, you know, until some of these newer legends get the, uh, get the heirlooms. But as of now, Rev, that guy was working with his scythe for a while. Uh, and yeah. so he's definitely got the years of experience to build up there. I really wish we kind of knew what that glow was, though. Like, that would be a nice variable to know. But 
I think you hit it perfectly. The speed and power that combos with this. And I've always been a fan of like the the long-range melee weapons in games as well. It is nice not have to be able to not have to get up close to every single person to start mm-hmm. taking them out. That extended range is nothing to scoff at. Yeah. I, I just think seeing this heirloom in action is frightening. The speed, power is unquestionable. The one thing we do know about Revenant is that that death protection silence ability isn't magic. It's technology-based. We just don't know anything more than that. And it's kind of been a long time uh, a question for us and all the lore heads out there. But whatever it is, it can't be good for your enemies. So it's going in S-tier. Now, last one based off of deduction, is no surprise, but we have Caustic's Death Hammer. Again, this is a two-handed heirloom, which is a hammer with a skull on the back equipped with Nox gas, which emits when hitting and has a trigger to you know unload gas on your enemies. Out of this entire list, I don't want to go up against the Death Hammer more than anything else, because yeah. not only is it just going to decimate your your physical body you know getting hit anywhere with this hammer is going to break bones which is not going to be fun but on top of that not only are you going to take a massive trauma no matter where this thing lands but you're also going to get gassed which is a deadly poison which is going to disorient you it's going to be very painful it's going to burn so you're done like i i don't know i think there's no coming back from getting hit with the Caustic's Death Hammer. That's what it is. If you get smacked by this thing, it's over. And the fact that you can kind of just release gas as well at any point Mm -hmm. around you, you know, makes it hard for people to come up and get close to you uh, at the same time. So, yeah, this is the strongest one. I don't think it's particularly uh, close, per se. I think, like, Rev Scythe probably could like make a case but generally speaking i'm taking the hammer every time well i'm not taking the hammer every time because i couldn't lift the hammer most likely but i'm taking caustic with the hammer every time <laughs> yeah i mean if we had more information about revenants technology yeah it would be a lot easier to justify it ahead of caustic but since we know for a fact that nox gas is no joke and is very powerful it's got to take the cake for yeah. this list. 100%. But that's the tier list. Hopefully you guys liked it. To wrap things up, we got Caustic's Death Hammer, Revenant's Deadman's Curve, Crypto's Buy One Blade in S tier. We got Lifeline Shock Sticks in A tier. We got the Wraith Kunai and the Watson Energy Reader, the Gibraltar War Club, the Bloodhound's Raven's Bite, and Bangalore's Cold Steel in B tier. We got Pathfinder's Boxing Gloves, Rampart's Problem Solver, and Octane's Butterfly Knife in C tier. And then we got Mirage's Too Much Wit sitting in D tier. Rip Mirage. He gets blasted. Like, if we just did one based off of looks and just general enjoyment, I'd have him near the top. But I know I'm in the minority of that opinion as well. People really don't like his heirloom. It's too bad. Um, Somehow, we'll, we'll do like a funniest heirloom tier list at some point. Maybe then he can be S tier and people can agree on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard for our guy, Elliot. But one of the things that I don't think we mentioned, but 
We called out on a previous episode the launch trailer for Apex Legends Mobile. That trailer gave Mirage a dub. You know, he didn't embarrass himself or die or get, you know, destroyed by any abilities or monsters. So that was lovely to see. Apex uh, Mobile. Mirage taking a win. Great game. Great game. Great game. Okay, last thing before we go into it. We are going to say something that's our favorite. What's the best heirloom? Name. That's the, that's what we're doing. Not the best heirloom. The best heirloom name. So, you yeah. know, hopefully there's less uh there's more subjectivity here so people can't get as mad at us. <laughs> I got to say first off being a Gibraltar main, mm-hmm. I don't really love the name of War Club. War Club. It's not really a club in lore. He has the Polynesian mm-hmm. War Club. So it just, I think, confuses people. I'm not a huge fan of that, but maybe I'm nitpicking. I think the best name for me is Raven's Bite. You know, that is just awesome tying in the companion and the mm-hmm. lore. And it, you know, it, it causes fear. Yeah. I love that name. I think that's a good one. Uh, I, mean, I will say, speaking on the club thing, I would love for a Loba heirloom to be a golf club based off of her one like uh, cool, uh, emote she has. Yeah, yeah, and that'd yeah. be fun. That'd be an actual club. But anyways, speaking names, I got two. Um, no, nah, I'll choose one. I'll choose one. That's cheating. I'm going with Dead Man's Curve. Like... Just for kind of what you were saying with Raven's, Raven's Bite, yeah. it's terrifying. Like, absolutely yeah. creepy. Um, fits so well. And it's a, I love the concept of you have a blade, but you don't have to call it a blade, which, you know, yeah. what we do with so many of these other ones. Um, He's the Grim Reaper. Honorable you know, mention like, the Too Much Wit, though. I do like that name. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to wrap up our show today. Thanks so much to our producer, the Third Party 10, who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple and follow us on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.